0: Social Justice Ireland say that additional cost of living supports are needed but the government should abandon the Universal Energy Credit so that 200 uh, per bill we've all been enjoying over the winter and instead should target their supports including 8 euro on social welfare payments core social welfare payments Michelle Murphy is a research and policy analyst with Social Justice Ireland and she joins me now so Michelle, why make this decision?
1: Kieran? yes well you know, we we know and government knows that those who are most impacted and everyone has been impacted by the increasing cost of living, but those who are most impacted are in the bottom 20% of the income distribution. So they're vulnerable groups, they're one parent households, they're pensioner households, older people living alone people with a disability, uh, those who are unemployed, and rural as well. So those are the people who are most impacted by the ongoing cost of living support. And then if you're going to support those households, what they need is adequate income support, because really this is an issue of inadequate incomes, and the best way to do that for those vulnerable households is to look at core social welfare rates. In the budget, what actually got what government needed to do was a €20 euro increase, and that was just to stand still for that group, uh, not, you know, not to, to make their position any better. That was the minimum required, just to stand still. In reality, those households are worse off this year than they were last year. And, uh, you know, we've already spent 1.2 billion euro on an energy credit that is not targeted, that we have pointed out there's a far better way of using. It's a significant amount of money. The SRI has Pointed this out as well, and the OECD have questioned the universal element of this. If we are, and we welcome any additional cost of living supports, but if government are going to do that, then they need to look at targeting those who are most in need. And increasing core social welfare rates by eight euros is the best way to ta- for targeted ongoing income supports for households who are struggling. These households were struggling in 2018, 2019, 2020 and it's an issue of income adequacy and in order to support
0: them we need to look at core
1: social welfare rates.
0: Finnegay, Senator Barry Ward is with me as well. Barry, will you follow this advice your government colleagues?
2: Well, the first thing to say is that there has been targeted support for people and in fact people in the lower brackets of income have received a number of different payments in relation to welfare. For example, there's been a uh, double week cost of living support, there have been uh, the Christmas bonus was paid early, there's been double child benefit, there's been a 500 euro lump sum carers, 200 euro living alone allowance. These things have been put in place to address those people but the government's job is to look after people across the spectrum and we did increase social welfare rates by 12 euro per week and that was done specifically with the kind of thing that Michelle is talking about in mind but it's not to suggest that people who aren't on social welfare aren't also feeling the pinch and there are very few households in this country that have unlimited resources to deal with the increase in the cost of living so it's entirely appropriate that those houses that may be better off but still facing the pinch would also receive the energy credit. So what the government is trying to do is mix those targeted measures with the universal measures so that everybody gets the benefit of it and nobody's left behind at any level.
0: Michelle is right though when she says the likes of the ESRI, ESRI have criticised it. Alan Barrett criticised it only last week in this studio. He suggested that the, it was bad policy and the government shouldn't renew it.
2: Yeah, I don't agree with that and I, I, what I would say is the... If you start from the point of view that you're only looking at one sector, then absolutely that is a fair comment. But the government must look at every part of the sector, every different income group. And yes, there are people at the top of the scale who don't need assistance, but there is an awful lot of people in the middle of the scale who still need that assistance. And if we start from the point of view that only people in the bottom 20%, and I'm not saying they don't need help, they do, but there are plenty of helps in there and there will never be enough in a situation where you have rising costs, it is impossible for the government to insulate everyone against that. But the government also has responsibility to look after people who are working every hour that have... That sends them, um, that have children to look after, that maybe are going out to work and and paying childcare costs and all those other things, as well as on top Mm. of that, the bump in energy prices, the bump in in household goods prices, etc. That must also be addressed and we can't leave those people behind.
0: Uh, Michelle, I'd wager there's lots of people listening to this who'll be nodding along in agreement with Barry. They'll think, hold on, if you abandon the energy credit and increase core social welfare payments, I won't see anything and I'm already up against the wall, financially speaking, trying to get by and I'm relying on that 200 credit.
1: And for those people, a more appropriate form, particularly for that that group that, that Barry mentioned there, so people who are in employment and who are struggling, a more appropriate way to actually reach those households is, is through the tax credits rather than universal energy credits, because it's not just your energy bill that you're paying. You know, the impact of increasing energy prices, we see it in a, the price of accommodation, the price of food, the price of services. They're all rising. And realistically, we're not going to see a huge drop in inflation this year. That is the reality. But the government does have a an, uh, responsibility. And, you know, we're consistently told by government and by the Minister for Finance that they're they're you know, we we have finite financial resources and limited financial resources. So it is the government's responsibility to target those in the best way possible and to target those particularly at households who are most in need because we did welcome the one-off, and I will repeat this, one-off measures that were announced in the budget. But when those measures are finished, they are finished. And a one-off measure will not deal with the additional cost that a disability brings to a person on a daily basis. It won't address income inadequacy. It certainly won't address the issue of low pay, for example. If there are ways and means to target people in the bottom 20%, and also those people who are in employment, a far better way of Targeting people in employment, for example, is through the tax credit system, not a universal energy credit, which is not the best use of the resources we have. But we do need to look at the households who are most in need, because at the end of the day, the government is going to pay that out, maybe not to the Department of Social Protection, but to other departments in the long term. Mm. We have 900,000 people in this country who are struggling to get by, who cannot meet their daily costs. A quarter of a million children in this country are living in households experiencing deprivation. Those are the households government needs to be targeting. They need to be using the evidence to guide their policy and all the evidence tells us it's not just our evidence it's the CSO the Parliamentary Budget Office the Central Bank and the ESRI have pointed out the households most in need that's where the money should go
0: Barry tax credits would be a better way of helping the hard pressed hard shoulder listener and those listeners who are struggling daily to put food on the table the people Michelle are talking about which
2: is why that was part of the measures that the government put in so they did address tax credits that were specifically targeted at people in that middle income bracket to help them but Michelle mentioned for example accommodation that were also provisions in the budget to help renters. A substantial tax credit, €500 last year, €500 this year, and that's per person. So if you're a couple sharing an apartment, that's €1,000 each year. There were lots of measures like that that were designed to target it at each of those different sectors. Now, as I said, the, the job of the government is to mix the targeting and the universal to ensure that we serve as many people as possible, look after as many people who are in difficulty as possible. Is it the case under universal measure there's some people who will get it who don't need it? Yeah, it is, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't serve lots of people who do need it. And all of the measures the government has put in place, and I can give you a list of them if you want, of the the things that were put in place to deal with the cost of living, the increased cost in energy, the cost of renting, the cost of buying. All of those measures were put in place by the, by the go- government in the budget for this year. They were targeted at lots of different groups, both in the bottom category of income and the middle category of income. Particularly, we have to support all of those people. And, and like Michelle is quite right, and I'm not disputing that the people in the lowest bracket don't suffer hugely don't need all the support we can give them of course mm. they do but there are other people out there who also need support and we can't but there's also people who
0: don't need support and you're supporting
2: small, them a very small portion of people um, as I said there are very few households who have unlimited resources to deal with the increased cost of living there's a handful of them and that is, I suppose. Well, you
0: don't need you know. un- I'm not talking about unlimited resources. I mean, there's people out there who could afford to pay their energy bills without the 200 euro and it would be a stretch to afford it. Mm-hmm. But is it not better in terms of the overall society and community that those people do stretch and then you've got more money? I think the the, the, when is you take the
2: universal approach, you, I mean, the, the increase in energy costs is for everyone and it, it affects everybody slightly differently. But I think everybody suffers from those increasing costs. Now, we hope that that energy cost will come down this year. It is already coming down and we hope that's that's hopefully why we'll be able to stop this credit. But when Michelle talks about the 1.2 billion euro that it costs to put these credits in place, she's suggesting that we spend that on an increase in social welfare. But is that going to be permanent? Because if it's permanent, then we've got to find that 1.2 billion euro every year. The a 12 euro increase that the government did make is permanent. And there are one-off measures as well to deal with what we hope will be a temporary crisis in the cost of living, a temporary crisis in the cost of energy, for example. But if, if Michelle is going to t- tell us that we have to spend an extra 1.2 billion euro every year, she's also going to identify where it's going to come from. Where it going to come from, Michelle?
1: Well, we have identified that every year in our... Uh pre-budget submission we highlight and we looked for a 20 euro increase in social welfare rates last year and we we've highlighted every year that they're not indexed and they should be indexed to average earnings and we show how this money can be raised and that is i suppose that's the, the other side of the coin here Karen. we're not talking about the what are we going to do about this windfall tax on energy companies and oil energy suppliers for example they you know they're announcing record profits at the time when we you know record levels
0: I oh, seem to have lost Michelle but uh, listen uh, uh, she got her answer in nice and quick in terms of where they identified that money might come from Michelle Murphy is a research and policy analyst with Social Justice Ireland and Barry Ward is a Fine Gael Senator what about the rest of us as one listener I'm struggling with bills but working as is my husband that 200 euro has been very welcome when the food bill has gone up so much that we've cut down even more to try to keep a fi- family of five fed as somebody else's as a pensioner I agree with Barry help everyone another listener my bill was 800 quid and that was with the energy credit and petrol prices are staying high we're seeing oil prices not coming down this listener though says by all means increase the old age pension disability allowance and carers allowance but no way should the long term unemployed who are basically scroungers who refuse to work despite us having a shortage of work I'm always there are absolutely long term people long term unemployed out there who have no interest in working but there's far fewer of them than people suspect there are not great swathes of them roaming around the country we have close to full employment in this country